And you think of that. Here's a young man, and he's taken from his home. He's taken, he's sold by his own family, his own brothers, into slavery. He's taken to a foreign culture, and he's sold into bondage there. And yet the key is in the next verse, and the Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight and served him, and he made him overseer over his house, and all that he had he put into his hand. The key in all of this, in very, very adverse circumstances, the Lord was with him. Not just, not just in the aspect, we know that the Lord is present everywhere, and we know that. But this is in a much deeper sense than that, this aspect that they saw that the blessing of God was upon him. They saw that, that it wasn't just God's presence around him. It was God was partnering with Joseph. God was, was at work in Joseph's life and through Joseph's life. We read throughout the Scripture, the same thing is said. We looked this morning at, at Hannah. The same thing was said of Samuel. But the Lord was with him. We read the same thing was said of David. In, in the midst of great adversity around him, but the Lord was with him. We read it of Phineas, and we read it of many others, and it's evident those are instances where it specifically said the Lord was with him. But there are evidences of many other places where the Lord, not just, as I said, not just his presence. We know that the Lord is everywhere. We know as believer the Spirit of God is dwelling in us. But this carries with it a sense that, <clears throat> that God is more than that. He is working for us. He is working through us. It is being a partner with God, accomplishing His purposes. And this is very important that we understand this, that it is understanding it's not getting God to come with me on my agenda and accomplishing my purposes. It's me getting on His agenda and then God is with me. And in understanding that aspect, I want to get in a place where it is able to be said about me, regardless of what goes on, that the Lord is with me. God's blessing is not necessarily related to favorable circumstances. The psalmist said, Lord, why do the wicked prosper? That doesn't mean that they were blessed of God. Just because there's favorable circumstances doesn't mean the blessing of God. Joseph, in, in this place of slavery, was not in favorable circumstances, but he was blessed of God. The Lord was with him. 
when he was falsely accused and he was put in prison, he was not in favorable circumstances, but he was blessed of God. It says again, in prison, the Lord was with him. It doesn't necessarily mean favorable circumstances. It doesn't mean necessarily that your bank account will be full and overflowing. God's blessing is directly related to the integrity of our life. So we ask the question, how do I have the Lord partner with me? How do I have the Lord so that regardless of what may come, there are many, many, many testimonies similar to Joseph in adverse circumstances of individuals that knew that the presence of God was with them Despite what was going on around them, they knew that the Lord was with them, and that gave them the power to handle whatever may come. You know, honestly, if, if you look at, at uh, economic and moral and political and all the, the indicators that lie before us, you think, wow, things do not look very well. Regardless of that, the most important thing is not what happens here. The most important thing is that we make sure that the Lord is with us. If God sends us through difficult times, we'd better, hey, we'd better make sure that God is with us. And that doesn't just just happen. It happens by us developing a walk with God. So how do we get the Lord to partner with us? Number one, submit your life to Christ. That is, I'm not talking just about salvation. I'm saying, God, I want to accomplish your purposes through my life. I want there to be your work in my life. It's not about my goals. You know, um, the, the college, the high school kids are graduating and college graduating and, and you know, many of the cards follow your dreams. You can do it and this and that. It's not about following our dreams. It's about submitting to God's ways. And Joseph's path and Joseph's life was God, this isn't what I dreamed. He didn't dream of being sold into slavery and locked into a prison. That wasn't on his agenda. But he gave it up his agenda for God's agenda. And it's submitting your life to Christ and, and saying, God, my desire in my life is nevertheless not my will, but yours be done. Secondly, it involves being only a God-pleaser. Galatians chapter 1 and verse 10, Paul said, If I live to please men, I am not a servant of God. But if I live to please God, that's all that matters. You understand it is so easy for us to live for others. And Proverbs twenty nine twenty five says that the, 
The fear of man brings a snare. To be able to come to a place and perhaps in a dark valley and yet to have the assurance that God is with me and God is working His purposes through my life. The way to be able to come to that is to submit, not my will, but yours be done. And God, I am living. All I want is the smile of you. All I want is to please you because nothing else matters. What are you going to live to please? Someone else, they're going to die and be gone. They're not going to care about you. Something's going to happen. But when you live for an audience of one, when you live for Christ, God loves to come alongside that and be a partner with that and be a part of that. Number three, you must pursue a clear conscience. Paul wrote to Timothy and he said, fight the good fight of faith, holding faith, holding faith and a good conscience, which some having put away concerning faith, being a good conscience. They put away the good conscience and they ended up making their faith shipwrecked. God cannot be a partner when we don't have a clean conscience, a clear conscience, a pure conscience. And that is a daily battle. That is a a continual fight, as he said. Fight the good fight of faith. So when... God's Spirit convicts us of something that is not right. We need to take care of it. We need to deal with it so that our faith does not end up to be shipwrecked. It is pursuing and continually pursuing a clear conscience. And then to have the Lord partner with you so that it can be said, the Lord was with him. Give all glory to God. And that's just another way of saying, have a humble spirit. Anything good that is manifested in our life is God. And in understanding, a humble spirit is one that is dependent upon God. In Second Chronicles chapter 14, We read the account where the enemies were coming in and King Asa at that time cried out to God and said, God, you are not limited to save by many or by few. And God brought in a a tremendous victory. And later the prophet Azariah came to Asa and said, Do you remember what the kingdom was like before you came to power? Everything was out of kilter. There was no law. There was no guidance. There was no righteous teaching. There was no power. Everyone was a lawn to himself. And God partnered with you and God worked with you. And he said, do not forget what it was like before And what it was like now when God was the partner and guard that with all your heart and understand the key in all of this was God. Joseph, throughout his life and throughout his testimony, remembered it was God that was work. Satan meant it for evil, he said later to his brothers. 
but God meant it for good, and he continually gave glory to God. If the Lord is truly partnering with me, it will mean I will have wisdom from above. They looked at Joseph's life, and and it, it was amazing, the wisdom that he had. It will mean I will have power not only to know what is right to do, but I will have the the power, the energy to do what is right. Not just, man, I wish I could do it. The power of God is working in us because we're yoking together with Christ. It is Christ that we're yoking together with, and He provides the power. We get to step along with Him. When we understand that we're partnering with Christ, we have great confidence. Great confidence in understanding, you know what? It's not my wisdom that needs to minister here. It's not my power. It's not my intellect. It's not my strength. It's not my riches. It's not my anything. It is God. Why? Because my wisdom will fail. My strength diminishes. Everything I have diminishes. But I have confidence. It is God's power that is at work within me. And that gives us great confidence. So regardless what may come, we mentioned earlier, as a mother and you're concerned, as a parent, you're concerned for your family. What does the future hold? The one thing I want to make sure is that I'm partnering with God and that no matter what comes, I can have confidence because the Lord is with me. And that gives us a peace that passes all understanding. And the greatest testimony, the greatest witness that we as Christians ought to have should be the peace of God that rules in our heart when the world is in turmoil when the world is in despair and distress and understanding this is this may not be what i would have chosen but god as long as you are with me as long as i know you are partnering with me i can have confidence and i can have the peace of you and in understanding that this is the one thing that we should pursue god I want to know that you are partnering with me. And that means a heart that hungers and thirsts after God. It means a, a heart that is, is submitted to Him and pursues that clear conscience. And God, I am committed totally to give all glory to you. And the battle that that is, that's a continual battle because we're prone to want to bring glory to ourselves or glory to another creature. We're prone to please ourselves and please others. We can rest. We have no idea what the future holds, but we can rest if God is with me. That's what Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you are with me. He's not with me. If I'm turning a deaf ear to him, that's not, he's not my shepherd then. I'm the wayward sheep going astray. I may be a member of his flock, 
but I'm not obeying him. I'm going my own way. No, I'm submitting to him. I, I am committed to this, God. Whatever comes in life, I need you first and foremost, and I am committed to you, and whatever there is that would stand between me and you, I will remove that because I need you. That phrase, but the Lord was with him. You can paint the darkest picture you want, but when you add, but the Lord was with him, it changes everything. He partnered with God, but the Lord was with him. And it is God's presence that makes all the difference in our life. Heavenly Father, I pray tonight that you would stir our hearts to realize the value and the importance of submitting our ways to you and to realize that nothing else matters in this world if you are partnered with us or rather if we are partnered with you. Lord, I pray that you would purify our hearts here tonight. And Lord, as we seek even now to come to this time of prayer for our nation and for the burdens that you have put on our hearts, I pray that um, even now we would be obedient to your promptings to pray, to follow your leading. And Lord, I would ask that you would build in our hearts not a fear for the future, but Lord, an unwavering passion for you, that we would be partnered together with you, and that it truly could be said about us that the Lord is with us. And that then that our lives could be a living testimony to others. So Lord, I pray your Spirit's direction on this time of prayer. And I pray that you would be exalted as we wait before you. As God burdens you to lead in prayer, just raise your hand and they'll give